Welcome to That Old Preach, a weekly segment of the Four Oaks Midtown podcast. I'm Brian. I'm joined by my co-host, Paul. We're talking theology, culture, all kinds of different fun things. And uh, it's a new year, Paul. Can you it believe is. it? 2021. We 20, finally got 20. over 2020. Unbelievable. Or, or did we? I don't know. We, <laughs> I don't we've recorded this early, so we don't That's know. That's true. I mean, the, the world could have ended. We have no idea. But 2020 has been quite the year, hasn't it's, it? It's, man, COVID. Remember it all that? started when we lost Kobe, man. I know. That was the beginning. Of, but think about Don't you feel like all these important people have died this past year? It's like Ravi. Ravi. Kobe. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Alex Trebek. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's someone there's else. Somebody else. Yeah. There's, well, there's probably lots people. of people. Yeah. yeah. I got morbid real quick. Yeah. And uh, it's just been a rough year. And it's hard to believe. I don't even know. Does it pass? It just feels like it's just dragged on. Like we've been in quarantine forever. Yeah, it does feel it's like, sort of like, like an actual kind of like lifetime. quarantine, but not really. Yeah. You know, I feel pretty normal except I throw masks everywhere. Yeah. You know, that's remember like life before COVID. We didn't have a podcast before COVID. I know. All every, Our whole history of podcasting is tied to this global pandemic. It's the only good thing that came it's out of COVID. It's a silver lining. Yeah. You're but, welcome, uh, world. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I think we, COVID was actually just a plan for us to... That's, that's, that's terrible. Wow, is it that too was, soon? Is it too soon? Speaking of evil. No idea. We don't even know. But uh, hopefully the vaccine comes out soon. And uh, hopefully uh, everyone listening had a great, safe, wonderful holiday uh, filled with laughter and joy and friendship and all those wonderful things. And fruitcake. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but we probably all need it. Probably all need just a time to relax and just enjoy the good things of life. Because let's face it, I mean, this is a year unlike any other year. That we just had. So hopefully oh, yeah. this year, I mean, it can only go up from here. Am I right? I'd hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It can only That's go up right. from here. But uh, today we are going to start a new little mini series. And we decided we're just going to go right for the jugular, man. We're just going to, we're just going to start kicking out the gates. Just, just, we're just going, you know what I'm saying? And what we're going to start with is a series on evil. And, uh, the reason we picked this is because, I don't know, it's what we want to talk about. I mean, that's, that's the point of this podcast. We just talk about what we want to talk about. I mean, we don't, we don't have a grand marketing scheme. It's just these are things we find interesting, and hopefully you find interesting too. But uh, the problem of evil and, and how we understand evil, and especially in a Christian framework, hmm. is, uh, I mean, it's a problem. It's not it easy. It is, yeah. Right? It's difficult. But uh, before we get into that really deep, dark, and uh, difficult subject – I'm going to start with a hot take <laughs> and we're just going to have a really abrupt mood change. And uh, so just bear with That's us. That's the story of our lives. It's the story of our lives. But uh, we start every show with a hot take and uh, I've got a, a hot take and we'll spring on Paul right now. Let's do it. Uh, Don't Stop Believing is a terrible song to play at weddings. I agree. I don't. Every wedding I they agree. play that song. I don't. They do. I mean, it's just like <laughs> it's. It's a what a seventies rock song. Yeah, no discernible like. It's not like a dance beat. It's not like that's true. It, it's it, not like YMCA. No, yeah. there's no. It's yeah. just like people air guitaring and and it's just painful. So is it because people can't? It's dance not to even it? a good song. Yeah, well, that's, it's that's, not that's, even that's, it. No, whoa. it's not even a Hold good on. song. That's like no. It's it's nice to listen no, to. No, I it's would, just terrible to no. dance to. Is what I think you're it trying is, to say. It is, but it's also just a terrible song. I mean, you're I, a terrible song. I just, I don't, I, I, I think there's some nostalgic factor for people who grew up listening 
the journey maybe or like their kid and their dad listened to it in the garage or something like that how maybe can you not like just how thinking you, of it i'm i'm like just getting happy how do people even Don't know the lyrics to this uh, this song believing. i mean oh it's so bad nobody knows the lyrics past that point though it's so bad it's it's you're right like it's terrible to dance to and I think it's just, I don't believe that people actually like this song. You haven't stopped believing. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I want to hear Don't Stop Believing. I'm like, nope, you lost me. I am full of unbelief. So your hot take is that it, it is actually a bad song. Not that it's ba a bad wedding song. It's both. It, to me, it's a bad song. And then it's on top of that. Why would you play that at every wedding? Why is that a staple in weddings? It's already a bad song. Why put it? as this sort of rallying cry that somehow everybody knows. I mean, nobody knows all it's the lyrics. because the DJ runs out of stuff to play. And he's I like, think eh. it's terrible. I mean, I, that, that's just, to me, it just. What, uh, what do you enjoy hearing at weddings on, like when you get on the dance floor, what gets Brian Zang on the dance floor? That's a great question. You know, just like death metal. <laughs> really. Anything screamo, anything. Anything screamo. With just like blood curdling cries. You know, all the great songs though are probably you can't play at a Christian wedding, you know, so <laughs> that well, yeah, maybe. There's there's know. there's some decent stuff. I've seen you dance at weddings before. I know. But it's the songs, it's a very I just don't I just don't like those Once 80s. that Justin Bieber hits, Brian Zang hits oh, the dance. Right, floor. of course. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. No, I, I don't I don't like uh I, it's just a journey song that just irks me the most. Hmm. everything else is fine whatever you just have fun with it but the journey song I'm just like well I, I just I, I think part of it is the deception people pretending like they like this song pretending like it's a good song pretending like they would listen to this at any other time in their life I'm picking up on a theme here you think a lot of the world really is just lying to themselves about what they think they enjoy with yes. the Beatles yes. with goat cheese yes with don't stop believing Yep. And the list just goes on and on and on. I see through it, and the liberal media is suppressing me. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and the Russians rigged the elections. Listen, I, I just, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just, it's, it's just the truth. If it offends you, it's not my problem. That's mm. my, that's my take. I've learned so much about you over the course of these hot takes. I know, I know. <clears throat> I've learned, <clears throat> I've learned too much about myself. <laughs> but. Uh, Let's let's talk about evil. Let's transition, let's just transition to, to, talk to, about to the evil. most existentially disturbing question we yeah. can ever ask ourselves. And uh, you know, me and Paul, we were we just have we've come we talk we have conversations. We you know, we're talk. not just friends when when we're recording. We actually are friends in real life. People don't know this. We, we actually talk and have these conversations in real life. And then uh, then you I sound just sound like you're trying to convince yourself. I know. And then I just press record. And he has no idea we're recording. <laughs> right. That's how these podcasts come come to be. Right. And, uh, you know, the problem of evil is basically, I mean, how, what's the classic uh, formulation of the problem of evil? If a good God exists, then he'd want to prevent evil. Right. If an all-powerful God exists, he'd have the power to prevent evil. But evil exists. Therefore, God is either not good or not powerful enough to stop evil. And this goes back to not even before the Greeks. Like in Job, you have versions of this, right? All of Job's friends are like, well, uh, you're... Like bad things are happening to you. God is good. So that means that you must be bad if right. these things are happening. So like this, this is just rife from the beginning of like thinking about God and the world. The problem of evil is just there on the, on the surface. And it is a problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think what's fascinating is it's not like the writers of the Bible were like unaware of this problem. I mean, like, like you're saying, Job, mm -hmm. 
Ecclesiastes, yeah. the vanity of yeah, life. Yeah. They're not sitting around going like, everything's fine. Right. When They're Jesus, going like, oh, wow, evil's real and yeah. it's hard and it's a mystery. In Luke, when the when the people tell Jesus, well, that when the Tower of Siloam fell on everyone, was it because of their wickedness or was it because of whatever? There they had like a version of, well, an evil thing happened to these people. How could God have let that happen? That's another version of the problem of evil. And Jesus is like, to remind you that you're yeah. going to die one yeah. day and you yeah, need to yeah. repent. Yeah. But um, that's, uh, th- th- this is commonly called, uh, the, the attempts to solve the problem of evil are called theodicies. Mm-hmm. What's a theo- how would you define a theodicy, Paul? A theodicy is a, an attempt to justify or vindicate God from evil. To basically like exonerate God in a court. Why is it that God is not responsible for evil? Or why is it that God is not evil himself for allowing evil? So throughout, not just Christianity, but like in all of the theistic traditions, there have been attempts to try to vindicate God or justify why a good, powerful God, who presumably doesn't want evil to happen and presumably is powerful enough to prevent evil from happening, how does that God allow evil to happen in the world? So you've got lots of different responses. Uh, okay, well, what do you vein. say? What do you say to people who just go, look, Genesis fifty, right? Joseph says, "What man meant for evil, God meant for good." Hmm. Or James one, rejoice in all your trials because they're perfecting your character, right? And Hebrews what twelve, you know, uh, quoting Proverbs, right? God disciplines His own children, yeah, right. That that trains us. Christ learned obedience through what He suffered, yeah. So here are different purposes for your suffering. Um. Isn't that solve the problem? God's doing something in you, and why or why doesn't it solve the problem? Or, or, or how do you how do you assess that? Yeah, I think those are all good and true. I think the problem arises when you think like, well, God could have written a different story. God is the author of creation; could have written a world where there was no that's, suffering. That's whatsoever. sort of the Job. I once heard someone say, uh, "Job is is if you smashed Ecclesiastes and Proverbs together." <laughs> Interesting. And yeah. uh, because it is, if you read the speeches of Job's friends, mm-hmm. they're not saying false things. Right. They're applying true things to the wrong context. They're, they're, they're saying true things about, yes, if you're wicked, you reap what you sow. If you're godly, mm-hmm. you will get blessed by God. These are true things. These are true statements, generally true. Uh, a lot of times our suffering is caused by our own sin. A lot of times we need to... Re- Pant and confess, and God freezes up. These things do happen, mm-hmm. but this is talking about the time that it doesn't. Right. It's not formulaic right. because Job mm-hmm. hasn't sinned; he hasn't yeah. done anything wrong. You think about the kid who's born with leukemia, right, or just like a rare wrong. blood disease. Right. Yeah, like his parents didn't do anything wrong. Right. Yeah. So though, in those sorts of situations, you ask like, "Well, God is a good God. God is all powerful. Um, why? Why does the world look as broken as it does if?" There's a good God at the helm. Right. That is basically it. When there's no discerning connection between right. sin and a situation. Right. Like the illness of it, like just going to the extreme cases, the a terminal illness of a child mm-hmm. or just senseless genocide and right. murder right. or the torture that goes on in the world or this, the, the, you know, sex trafficking, all mm-hmm. these horrible things. You think, you know, on the one level, it's like, okay, you lose your job. Uh, you have relational difficulties, but God brings you closer and sure. maybe a family member gets saved and you can see the fruits. That's all true. But there are certain cases where it's like horrid evil. Is it worth it? Yeah. Just so someone right. could grow closer to God. Right. Like this girl gets raped. Mm-hmm. I mean, like w- when you talk about evil, evil. Yeah. 
And, uh, and, and the Bible doesn't shy away from it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's rape in the Bible. I mean, there's genocide in the Bible. There's mm-hmm. horrible things in the Bible. There's war in the Bible. Um, and in many of those cases, the Bible just goes, that's because the world is a sinful place. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think part of why grappling with the problem of evil is important and why we're doing this series is because evil is real. Yeah. This is not. Uh, it's not some Buddhist like, hey, this no. is, suffering is illusory, right? This like, is this is a fundamental part of the world, right? And it's it's difficult. It's a stumbling block both for unbelievers and for believers. If you like, you can shipwreck your faith. You can go through something really terrible and tragic and wonder how could God, who loves me, right? Like I look at my parents; they love me. They would never allow something like this to happen. They would never cause this kind of grief in my life. But now you're telling me that there's a good God who's my father, who loves me, who also like has allowed my child to like undergo a terrible, you know, has a painful disease or just dies young or, you know, parents burying their children and all sorts of horrid things that in in the history of um, apologetics and things like there's been lots of bad answers. And so we're going to go over some of that in in the series. Um, So we want to highlight some like not so great approaches in talking about evil um, and also like gesture towards some more promising ways to talk about evil as Christians and, and make use of the uniquely uh, Christian resources. And I think Christianity offers more than just like general theism or like, I think Christianity has a, has a better promising response to evil than Islam or just Judaism. Right. So I think there are new age spirituality or any of these. Yeah. I think Jesus is unique. Yeah. To solve the problem of evil. And so we'll, we'll talk about that. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll learn things. Hopefully we'll, we'll just provide some interesting commentary on, on the world and, and all the terrible things in it. <laughs> and I just keep coming back to, I mean, if people joke, whenever church starts a series on Joe, people leave, like they don't, they're afraid that like God's going to apply those lessons really quick. And, and, uh, but there is this, it's almost like if we talk about it, it's going to happen to us or something. Or, or we, we get superstitious about talking about evil. The commentator's curse. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, I, I, I got, whenever I think about it, I, it's hard. I just go, could I, you know, gosh, if I had kids and watch one of them die mm-hmm. or someone that I love get killed by someone a murdered or I mean just something just heinous just go man could I stay a Christian would I mm-hmm. would I curse God and die it's just you just think about how sometimes I remember thinking like man it sometimes it feels like there's just no railings <laughs> you know what I mean it's like just the craziest horrid things can happen oh yeah and uh and it's sobering yeah. Um, I mean, it, it almost feels like sometimes you're reminded that life is not a video game. Right. Like you could walk out onto the street right now and get hit by a car and it's just over. Right. And it, they're like these moments of confronting evil remind you of your finitude, of your like fragility, of your utter dependence on like just so many things. And yeah, I mean, like you said, Going through, I mean, a lot of us have been spared going through horrible evils, right? Um, Spurgeon says, like, God won't use someone until he's broken them mightily first, sure. right? 
And so there, there is like, when you look at people's faith that you admire, a lot of those people have gone through horrible suffering right, and come right. out on the other side. Piper mm -hmm. talks about how like suffering is like the best theology school. It's the best seminary. That's true. Going through that, coming out yeah. on the other side. If your faith can survive that, um, it can survive anything, right? Well, that's, that's first Peter. I mean, you, the trials have come so that your the tested genuous genuineness of your faith might yeah. shine forth like gold. I mean, mm -hmm. it's removing the dross and the impurities and revealing the real thing. Right. And uh, that's when, and that is true. In fact, there's a there's a great book by David Brooks called "The Road to Character." Mm. I don't know that he's a Christian. I think he's Jewish, but yeah, he's, okay, writes a lot of Christian stuff. But too. he uh, did these basically these short vignettes, these short little uh, portraits of remarkable people throughout history. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the thing that he points to is that they all overcame. Incredible suffering. Right. Uh, and that contrary to breaking them, it actually became sort of like steel reinforcement in their spines that forged virtue and courage. Hmm. And I think that really when we talk about evil, we're not really talking about the answer. I mean, spoiler alert, there's no answer. Right. Um, I don't think the Bible gives an answer. I think it gives an ending mm -hmm. of the new creation. But I didn't give an answer as to exactly why this happened and what reason. Right. Um, but it does teach us how do you endure? How do you bear up under suffering? How do you uh, how do you serve Christ and represent Christ well in the midst of suffering? And you look at the life of Christ, and that's exactly what he does. Um, and when people ask, I think when people wrestle with the problem of evil. They're not asking for an answer in that sense, right? They're not asking for a, like, when, when someone asks, why did this terrible thing happen to me? They're not asking, like, you know, <laughs> what are the goods that came out of this? Or why, right. like, propositionally and, like, mathematically and physically did these things happen? Because that's not the kind of answer that's going to suffice. Like, what they're looking for is, how do I, like, cope with this? Where's the hope? Where's the solution? Like, can this be made right? And that kind of like relational um, dimension to the question is why I think Christianity speaks so boldly and powerfully into evil, into suffering in people's lives. And um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to unpacking this and hopefully it'll be like both philosophical, but also hugely practical right. and maybe comforting to some of you guys who, you know, have undergone oh, something that's terrible. Hope. That's our hope. And, and if you treat it just as an intellectual problem, and you're just going to give intellectual answers. And that's right. sort of like the trite right. kind of like, oh, God will work it out for good. Yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that is true. Yeah. But you're applying the wrong medicine right. to a wound, mm -hmm. right? Because people, when they're suffering, they're not looking for, again, that answer. Mm -hmm. They just want to somehow know they can make it through yeah. and still feel again. Right. Or still appreciate anything or be able to you know, to, to, to live. And that means our toolbox in helping other people who are suffering has to be wider than simply answering objections. Those are important. They have their place. Mm -hmm. um, but again, and we've said this so many times, you know, we're not just brains and meat suits, you know, and there's something too, um, strong friendships, something to even things like exercise or, 
you know, being surrounded, surrounding yourself with, with beauty, you know, or, uh, learning to serve other people. These are practical things that aren't directly related to the question of why this happened or what is God doing in it. And more so, I don't even know how to describe it, but God is up to more in our lives than just trying to teach us, here is the secret lesson that I want you to apply. Right. He's actually transforming us in the middle of the suffering. Mm -hmm. And being open to that, and letting go of why is actually a profound transforming moment. Hmm. I think you see that in Job's life. And what's amazing about Job is Job ends with him dying. And it says that he was, he died an old man full of many years. You know, he lived a full life. And that's not to discount the loss and the tragedy he suffered. But somehow the way in which he suffered it. He could look back on his life and say it was still a good life. Yeah. That's profound. And I think the gospel and Christ give us the greatest framework to be able to do that. So at the end of your life, when many things in your life are ashes and, and, and there's, you've gone through many valleys, you can still say, God is faithful. He is good. He's been good to me all the days of my life. Mm. Led me through valley of the darkness, right to the pasture. Yeah. So. Uh, if you guys would subscribe, we'd greatly appreciate it. Leave us a review. Helps out a lot. And uh, this is going to be a great series. So let your friends know it's a new year, and we just want to get this content out there. So any help you can offer, we would much appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week.